Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. What's up, Dex? Not much, man. I'm excited. We got Corinne Olympios on today. I Listen, we, me and my wife, we were big Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise fans a couple of years back, so she was... Huge on the seasons, uh, you know, when, when we were watching. We haven't really watched too much since then, but she's kind of a fascinating girl. You know, she is a true reality star, I would say. So I'm excited to have her. I've on. met a lot of the Bachelor and Bachelorette people. Can I tell you something? One of the best-looking Bachelorette people I've seen or Bachelorette people on was her. I thought she was stunning in person when I saw her. I, I remember her and I was like, wow, she was very pretty. Because some of them I've seen in person, you're like... And makeup does very well for them. Or TV hit them with the right angles. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really impressed with them, but she is a, a very, very Ashley. Ashley Ainkati or yeah, I Ain- yeah. Name, you know Ashley and Jared. We had them on, and Ashley was really pretty. In real I don't life. think I've ever ran into them, but there's some other ones that I was like, uh, that's really that you chose. That's the person you picked, and I was very impressed. Um, but there's one thing she's doing right now that I'm impressed with. She's doing stand up comedy, which I like, and I just did my first show recently. I did did my first show in a long time. I mean, I'm a stand-up comic, and uh, I haven't done stand-up since February. And I got asked to do a show in a tent, outdoors in a tent. Well, I thought it was going to be outdoors in a tent. It was in a parking lot at a strip club. And uh, (laughs) it was... uh, How did it go? uh, Dude, so it was in Hackensack, New Jersey. I pull up. First of all, as I'm pulling, driving to this gig, it's on Saturday night. As I'm driving to the gig, I pass the Bada Bing where they filmed The Sopranos, that strip club where they filmed The Sopranos. I'm like, okay, I'm in North Jersey. Then I get to the strip club. There's no cars there. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I get to the back of the area, the back of the strip club where the tent was, where the show was supposed to be, and there's nobody there. I'm like, what? what is going on? Where is the show? I thought I messed up the dates, and I saw a door open to the strip club. So I kind of walked into the door. And the strip club was open. There was all of a sudden, there was like, there's people inside for the comedy show and nobody cared so about I, masks. Like, they did not give a shit. And there was about 12, or no, it was maybe like 14 to 16 people sitting around the bar, just like couples just waiting for a comedy show. There's no dancers, uh, but just waiting. I was going to say, I'm like, how are you going to get anyone to pay attention to the comedy show if there's dancers? Dude, on it stage? was the weirdest thing ever. Like, you had the TV, the games going on the TVs. You had the strobe lights going on. You thought a stripper was going to come out, but no, it was stand-up comedy. And it was very weird because nobody was wearing masks. And I walked in with my mask on, and some dude was like, dude, why are you wearing a mask? I was like... What? Like, oh, because we've got a fucking international I pandemic know. going on. That's why. so basically, I told the host of the show, like, hey, I'm going to wait outside. Like, let me know when I'm supposed to go on and then I'll go on. Then I'll do my thing and then I'm leaving. But I'm not going to. So, so how did you do? on the Honestly, pool? I did. I, well, I uh, I did very well, but it was very surreal to like when they call your name and I'm walking towards a stripper pole to like in like I if in the strobe lights are on. Like it was like, man, this is like getting very weird. Were you wearing your Lucite heels? No, I dude, I had no idea. 
idea what I was getting myself into. But it was funny because I did the show. I only had to do like 15 minutes, and I actually did very well. It was a little rusty, but I did very well. The crowd was super nice. But as I'm performing, like the crowd's facing me, but behind them are like strippers ready to go on. So I could see them just like playing their phones in their G-string like, is he off yet? Like, because I'm ready to go on stage. Like, like I want to make some money. So it was just a very weird thing that like and I could see I, in my purple version. You, though, I picture you just being crazy and just ripping off your shirt and just going for it. Dude, I, I almost wanted to – I touched the pole. I wanted to boil my hands after. I was like, what? <laughs> this place was so interesting. But uh, it was my first show. It felt good. And it uh, felt good to be on stage. But no longer am I going to do any uh, indoor gigs for a while. It just I felt like, okay, this is a little surreal. In a strip club. And these guys are so, like, gangster. These guys are like, oh, yeah, we've been open since March. I was like, oh, my God. Like, they did not give a God. shit. So Amazing. that was crazy, but uh, <laughs> I don't know why. That was my little tantrum of the day. Um, on to the show. We got a good guest today, Corinne Olympios. Before we get to her, we run the easiest contest out there. All you got to do is leave a review, and every week Dax randomly reads a review, and you could win a, a prize and a pretty cool gift. Last few months, we've been giving gifts from our friends at Primetime Signatures, Autograph City on Facebook. They've been sending Autograph photos of Paris Hilton, John Travolta, Matt Damon to some of our uh, listeners. This year, we teamed with the people at Sun River Botanicals. They're one of the best CBD companies out there. Make sure you follow them on Instagram. Uh, and if you're into the CBD world, make sure you check them out. They have some of the best product out there. But if you leave a review and you'll give us a good review and a high five-star comment, you could win uh, $360 worth of gifts from them. Uh, Dax, who's winning this week's prize? All right, let me go to the review page. I'm going to read the one from uh, Tara JF15. Uh, she titles it Obsessed. I love this podcast. Dax and Adam are the perfect duo. It's fun and informative. I'm also obsessed with Dax's laugh. This podcast always puts a smile on my face, even during crazy time in this world. Thank you. And guy gave us five stars. So thank you, Tara. Hit up Adam in his DMs. Uh, do not send him any shirtless photos no i don't respond to uh, those ones i don't i don't <laughs> just dm me your address just send him your tell address me, yeah and he will uh get your cbd little gift bag out to yes you. so yes e uh it's that easy just guys leave a review five star and you can win a good prize thanks for friends at sun river botanicals dax tell us about our guest today being a uh, a bachelor fan myself today's guest she was cont a contestant on Season 21 of The Bachelor, she was trying to win the heart and the final rose of Nick Vial, right? Is that yeah. Nick Vial? Nick Vial? Yeah. I, I don't even know how to say his name. But she was eliminated in week eight. She came back to do Bachelor in Paradise, but quit the show early on for reasons. Maybe we'll try to ask her about that. That was kind of a big deal. Uh, but it uh, doesn't seem like she needed a reality show to find love because she has found someone on her IG. We'll ask her about that. Uh, Corinne Olympios, welcome to the program. So, Corinne, we wanted to start from way, way back. We want to start from the totally beginning. We want to start from the early days. Were you a C-section or were you... No, I'm kidding. I, uh... <laughs> what C-section? <laughs> so, what were you doing? Obviously, before, you know, the people first got to know you from The Bachelorette, uh, A Bachelor, what were you doing at that time in your life? Like, before I went on the show or like yeah, when I went... Before you went on the show, what were you doing with yourself? Where, where were you living? What were you trying to do? What made you want to go on the show? Okay. Well, I was living in Miami. Um, I was working for my dad, running our business. Um, I learned a lot. 
I just felt like something was missing. I wasn't happy in my relationship. The Bachelor was my favorite show. And I was like, you know what? I saw a commercial for casting and I was like, I'm just going to send in like a picture of me and be like, help. And it worked. And then they asked me to fill out the whole thing and do the whole thing. And then the next step was going to LA. And then one thing led to another, another, and it just all worked out. So they, I mean, they, they really pushed on you coming from like an affluent family. Do you feel like the producers tried to make you look like a rich kid or do you feel like, Hey, that was just your life and they were going with it. I mean, I, I was just a rich kid being annoying. So, <laughs> <laughs> but do you feel like they played up? Cause that's the one thing with, you know, everyone comes off like a reality show and they're like, Oh, they edit it to make me look different than I really am. Is that you? Do you feel like you're accurately portrayed? Oh. Yeah, I mean, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm always myself. The person you saw is the person I literally have been since I've been one years old. I mean, that literally is how I am. Like, I mean, anyone that's known me, like, since I was little, they're like, people ask me all the time, like, is she really like that? And they're like, yes. <laughs> but you know what? It was fun though. You, like you weren't, you weren't mean. You weren't a villain. You know, and I think some people try to say that people are villains, but you were never a villain. You were just fun. You were funny. It was random. I know you described yourself as a psychopath in one in another interview, but I don't think you were a psychopath. I think you were just like young and having fun and just being ridiculous, but not ridiculously bad. It was just being. You know what? Looking back, yes, it was a little bit ridiculous. I think the new Corinne or the older Corinne, more sophisticated Corinne. I can't even say that word, see, um, would say that I was acting a little bit like a psychopath, but that really was how I was at the time. Like that's, that stuff that I did was just like what I would do in my normal life. That was just normal for me. So I didn't think about it as me being like outrageous or like silly or different. You know, I was just like, I'm just, isn't everyone doing this and that, like saying this stuff? Like, and I remember sitting down in one of my interviews toward the end of the show. And I was like, they were like, they actually took me out to dinner and they were like, you know, this is, you know, look around right now. No one knows who you are. This is not how it's going to be in a few months. Like this is just like savor this right now. Like you're going to blow the fuck up. And I was like, what are you talking? Like I truly just, it, I had no idea. And I was just like, what are you talking about? Like we're all, they're like, no, no, no. Like you are going to be the star of the show. And I was like, what are you talking about? I had no idea that what I was doing, you know, I was so just being myself that I was like, everyone's being yourself. Everyone's doing all this funny stuff. You know, I had no idea that what I was doing was different out there, you know? All right, so let's take a quick break. We need to talk about support for the Hollywood Raw podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Adam, you ever cut your balls while trimming up, buddy? <laughs> yeah, that's uh. <laughs> That's such a ridiculous question, but it's actually a very fair question. I have. I think a lot of guys have. If you, I've been trimming ever since I've started getting hair down there, and I've used everything. I've used blades. I've used the buzzers that you use for your head and for your face. And I'm telling you, I've, I, I'm pretty marked up down there. It looks like a <laughs> hockey player down there. 
But uh, to be honest with you, dude, ever since I used Manscaped, I have like textbook testicles right now. It's beautiful. They hooked us up and it's a good product. I like it. And they're a third generation trimmer featuring a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. And one of the coolest things is because they actually sent us these trimmers to test out. They're waterproof. So they've got this waterproof technology that allows you to groom in the shower. It's really dope. And one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. So there you go. You can trim in the dark. All right. And if you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Adam, tell them what the offer is. Get 20% off and free shipping with code Hollywood at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code Hollywood. Your balls will thank you. All right, where were we? In my opinion, it was actually good to see someone like you because too many people come on the show and like, oh, I'm just like this nurse. I'm just looking for the perfect guy. And I was like, here's a girl who's actually just young. And as a viewer, I feel like that's what you wanted to see. And I, I feel like you were real, but that's how everyone really is. I don't know too many, you know, I can even look back at myself, 23, 24 years old, and I was like, I wasn't some guy walking around and be like, oh, I just want the perfect girl. No, I'm just having fun and doing stupid shit with my buddies. So it was, in my opinion, it was refreshing. And I, how is it now, though, when people see you? Like, are they just, how was the audience reaction? You're my spirit animal. You're a fucking queen. Rock that vagine. But I'm just like, fuck yeah, bitches. <laughs> By the way, do you still have a, a nanny or a housekeeper? Is that still a thing in your life? I mean, my sister does. <laughs> she has a home. But I don't live there anymore. But yes, Raquel still works for my family full time. So... What did she think of of her being like essentially an ancillary character on one of the biggest shows? Did she love it? She still is like cringe. I can't like what did you do to me? She like and then when I'll be like, you know, they you know, so and so wants to interview you, will you do an interview with me? She's like, No, 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 no. She just she doesn't she's like I she, people were like recognizing her at grocery stores. She's like Green, what did you do to me? <laughs> what does a nanny do when you're like an older and like obviously my brother's got a nanny, but what is you know for his kids? But what does a nanny do for someone when they're a little bit older in their life? Uh, I mean, she's just she was around the house, you know. She was just in my life. She would just be in the house, like it was helping out with anything. Like give me a bath and like wash my hiney, you know. What I she was just there she would just like cook and like clean and hang out (laughs) that's awesome okay so so getting back to the bachelor what was it like when you first saw nick in person what like what was your opinion when you saw him i was a little bit starstruck i was a little bit like whoa like it was like reality was hitting i was like wow i'm on the bachelor like i've had many moments where i was like oh my god like i'm on the bachelor while i was filming like i was like i don't even know how this happened like what is going on the idea of like actually being inside the mansion seeing that you know being there as like the limo pulls up and you got to get out like that's it's pretty intense right yeah like i lived there i lived in the mansion like what (laughs) it's it's, it's mind-blowing and by the way i was the first one out of the limo like Uh. 
person of the night to get out of the limo. And I like looked up and I was just like, of course. Okay, so on the first night, do the producers come to you and they say, hey, we want you to talk about your family life. Do they coach you in any way? No. No. Interesting. Well, maybe because I've heard from other people that they are coached or they are like their mode of transportation to get in there is like kind of set up with producers, whether they're flying in on a helicopter or riding in on a horse and stuff like that. They'll help you think of an idea and they'll help you do that. But they're not like you need to do this. Like, that's just not true. Were you with Nick? Was it someone? Was he maybe the best looking guy you've ever? I don't want to say dated, but was he the best looking guy you've ever? Yeah, was he? Was he? Were you just immediately attracted to him, or was it just like with everything built around it? Are you? Is that what makes him attractive? It's a little bit of both. Gotcha. Because I can imagine, like, there's got to be some of these guys. Like, listen, I've been with better looking guys than that current bachelor. Like. I'm sure some girls or even guys have had some opinion when they meet the girl. Like, I've had hotter girls than that one person. I'm fighting for some girl. I think they get caught up in the moment. It's I think it's the moment that's built around it, the cameras, the lights, the everything. So at that time, were you looking for love or were you looking for fame or was it just fulfillment? I was looking for love. I was. That is literally the God's honest truth. It is. I like I truly I mean even the story I just told you about them taking me here I had no idea that it was like like it didn't it did not like my head did not wrap around that I was about to be like very fucking famous I I was a big fan of of your season um and I I I think back at like that famous moment where you like ripped off your top went in the in the in the pool was that (laughs) was that a planned moment or was that just a spur of the moment I just did it <laughs> I was also very drunk. So that's just Corinne being Corinne. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like when that show or that season aired, obviously you became one of the the the, the number one topics, and then obviously with Bachelor in Paradise, everyone's still talking about it. So how have you continued to like stay in the spotlight? Like, what do you do as a reality star? Because that's I think that's got to okay, be a hard position. So funny. To be I just in. did another interview, and I get this question a lot. And, you know, a lot of people are like, do you get upset? You know, let's not forget. When The Bachelor aired, not only was I everywhere from that, it was a continuous thing, which then happened when Bachelor in Paradise happened. And I was everywhere again. And, you know, what I, you know, people are like, did you get upset that now you're not on the cover of every magazine and you're not the topic of every conversation? No, I'm not upset. I'm always going to be myself. I've never not been myself. Like I'm still right here. I'm just, it's okay to go under, underwater for a little bit. What is it called? Underground? Underground. It's okay to go underground for a little <laughs> You know what I mean? I never get upset at that stuff. Like I'm always going to be my own self. Like there's always going to be TV for me. There's always going to be like, I can come and do something ridiculous and it'll be on the cover of TMZ tomorrow. I mean, I know that. You know what I mean? People are so, always going to be interested in so, that shit. So do you do – do you want to do any other shit? Do you want to do like Big Brother? Do you want to do something else that like – because I think you are a good reality star. It's kind of like Snooki. Snooki is someone who her daily life is so interesting to other people that it makes you want to oh. keep watching them. So would you do Absolutely. more reality like that? So the like stuff Show. like Big Brother or X on the Beach. Like I've been asked to do – a bunch of shows like that. I'm not going to do stuff like that. I'm very happy in my life right now. I have an amazing boyfriend. I have my 
my book I'm working on, my careers that I'm in businesses that I'm starting on my own. Like I'm chilling right now, you know, reality TV about Corinne. Absolutely. It's genius. People that are around me and know me and see how my daily life is are like, I don't understand how you don't have a show yet. Neither do I, but there's a lot of things in the works, which I'm very thankful for and very excited about. So yes, reality TV, absolutely. Reality like game shows and stuff like that, probably not. Do you think living, you're not living in LA or New York right now. Is part of you feel like you should move there to excel your career or you're fine where you're at? Like, no, screw it. I could do where I'm at. Contrary, actually. Totally the opposite. I do not need to be in LA. And it took me a long time to realize that I do not need to be in LA to fulfill my career. At first I was like, no, I need to be in LA because I want to do hosting. I want to do this. And then I like would host and I'm like, wait a minute. This is not what I want to be doing. I I went through so many different phases of what I thought I wanted to be doing on camera and thought I needed to be doing on camera. And it was all just a learning curve for me. And I learned that I don't, for what I want to do and what where I want to be in life, I don't need to be in LA. And I think a lot of people are also realizing that too. Especially now. Yeah, they're learning they don't have to be there now. What would be your ultimate goal? What would be the, the best case scenario for you? Your own reality show that's following Corinne's life? Like, what do you want to do? I think I should never not have a camera on me because the fucking shit, <laughs> excuse my language, that happens to me on the daily is ridiculous. I mean, literally, I it's mind-boggling. But I my ideal situation would be just Corinne life and I have a lot going on so it's not just like following me around to go shopping and shit like I have my book that I'm writing I have my podcast and late night show that I'm developing I have you know my singing career that's gonna be taking off very soon I just finished my first song I and you know what's funny I came to LA to finish my song about two weeks ago I was scheduled to stay there for three days I left I finished I blew through my song finished it in one night left the next day. I could not wait to get out of there. I stayed at the W and there was a stabbing and a shooting at my hotel. The streets are full of pee. Yeah. The W in Hollywood. That place is so shady, dude. It's just a, honestly, if you walk out of that place, I'm in New York and every, like even I'm in New York. I'm not far from, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in Manhattan, but I'm not far from some tough places. And I was with a buddy of mine who's a professional wrestler in the WWE. And he's a big, big, strong dude. And he's, well, it's funny because we walked by the W and we're like, dude, this place is shady. Like this, like shit's about to go down. Uh, yeah, my friend, I mean my friend, my boyfriend Vince actually does a lot of the um, WWE guys' um, houses. So, oh, get out. Yeah, like what? Mike Miz and Randy Orton, he's doing their houses. So I'm super excited for Vince about that. Very cool. Very cool. Well, let me ask you this. Now let's go back a little bit further. So you did Bachelor in Paradise. That uh, how did you even get the call for when that was going to happen? Like, how did that come about? Because that was pretty quick after, right? Like when I sent, yeah, it was all like one, two, three. Yeah, so that, I was like, wait, this is this a joke? Like, what is going on? Like, I I didn't know because it was it was so close. Yeah, like how it was like weeks after they finished the Bachelor, right? And then they uh, they it all happens. Like, if they like you and like, I literally sent in my picture in an email and I got a call or an email i think the next day and what were where'd you guys film it where was the where's that paradise where was that house at or where did they film it paradise yeah paradise is in puerto vallarta puerto vallarta and how was that how was 
obviously you weren't there too long, but how was the setup? Was it just insane, like, lodging or, like, the food was, how was the food, drinks, like, how was it? Like, normal, like, commercial food. So they're not treated, like, it's not, it's not paradise, you know? I mean, you can go to the kitchen and be like, I want a quesadilla, and they'll make you a quesadilla. Do they try, do they try to say, hey, go to the bar? Or, like, I got to imagine that the producers are like, hey, guys, bar's open, because that's, that makes good TV. Example A. Uh, <laughs> but I don't mean just you. I mean like everyone. Is that, that like everything had happened the way it happened? There are rules now on the show. You're only allowed one drink per two hours. So after everything happened with me, that changed, which I feel really good about. And I think that's a very good idea because when there is an open bar like that and emotions are running high and it is over 100 degrees outside, shit gets a little crazy. Yeah, I mean, actually, that's. I thought that was a big turning point for TV uh, after everything went down because, you know, I think people became more aware of what goes on. And I thought that what you, I thought, handled it very well. And, you know, it just changed the way we think of reality TV where we weren't looking at you like it, 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 it basically we started a line. And, you know, at first anything could go, but then we were like, okay, now's the line. There's rules on the productions and not just the cast members. And so I thought that was really a turning point, not just for Bachelor in Paradise, but for TV in itself, you know? And it's very important. I mean, I don't want to go into detail. I just don't. But reality TV is reality, especially on The Bachelor. Like, it. Like, it's me, it's my life, you know, and I'm, I'm there and I'm being me. I'm not just making TV. Like I, I was in a situation, I don't, I don't even know how to word this properly. I, let's just move past it. Yeah. But, you know, it was me and I, I was there and I was obviously had too much to drink and, you know, things went a little too far with filming when it shouldn't have been filmed and, that's just the reality of the situation. And, you know, it, there needs to be a line where it's like, okay, this is, this is what's not okay. This is where we need to stop filming and help this person because she's a person. Do you still have a relationship with that producer that stepped up and kind of came forward? Uh, okay. I don't know. Cause just because I only asked that because I feel like it was cool that they kind of stepped up, you know? Well, to a point, if you're going to step up, you need to stick by your what you're standing up for. And it was kind of like, you caused a whole fucking thing when this could have been handled privately and accordingly. And then you just disappeared. So she caused a whole serious situation for me and then literally disappeared, refused to talk to me, refused to make any, you know, comments or talk to my lawyer, talk to her lawyers. I mean, it was like, what are you doing? Like you caught, you literally caused a worldwide hysteria and now you're just not going to say anything or do anything now. So, I mean, yes, it was brave of her to stand up for me and I am so grateful for that. But then he, she also kind of fucked me. So would you, would you ever go back on another bachelor franchise show at this point? I love my bachelor yeah. family. If they, if they invited you to do pa- bachelor in paradise, you'd go. I mean, I'm not single. I would go as an appearance or I would go to like 
hang out and say what's up to everybody, but I'm, I wouldn't go there to find love. I'm very happy in my relationship right now. After the incident, obviously, and I don't want to, you know, this is the last thing I want to touch on that. How were the other cast members too? Were they supportive of you? Like, did you, you know, because it is a tough time with the whole world coming out. Because I remember Dax and I were both, wor- you know, working in the newsrooms at the time. I remember how big of a news story that was. And no one knew really exactly what was going on. So there was a lot of like hearsay, but... You know, how did other, did you, did you feel supportive? No, I actually felt very betrayed by a lot of the cast members. Um, the only one that stuck by me was Amanda Stanton. And to this day, she's one of my best friends. And I, I think she's an amazing person. She's a real, she's a real one. She's a real friend. And you know what? Those girls that sat there crying because they weren't going to have their time back on TV when they didn't know if the show was coming back or not. I know exactly who said what. And I know the girls that ignored my text messages and totally blew me under, threw me like away as a friend. And I thought it was very fucking disgusting and really fucking sad. And you know who you are out there if you're listening. Good news is you got a boyfriend now. Woo! No, that felt good. <laughs> that one felt good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, felt cathartic for me. I liked it. Yeah, I, I felt the passion. It. I felt good. <laughs> um, but the good news is, obviously, you're happy now. You got, you found your boy now. You guys met on Instagram. How does that happen? Uh, he started liking all my pictures, and I, I, I was, I'm really into like decorating and home aesthetics. And I saw that he builds homes and does like the most incredible. His family does the most incredible work, truly. And I started following him, and I, he kept liking my pictures, and I'm like why isn't he DMing me? Like DM me. And so I was dating someone at the time and then he just kept liking my pictures. So I DM'd him and I was like, okay, like, hi, what's up? I see you. And then we were both dating people at the time. And then I became single and he like randomly like liked one of my pictures. And I was like, I'm going to ask him if he's single. And then I was like, wait a minute, send me a picture of your face because you only post houses. And then he did. And then I was like, all right, we can. <laughs> so you were the, you were the one that reached out first. I like that. I like the aggressive girls. Yes. Yep. <laughs> you guys so they, a little help sometimes. It's okay. it's okay. So then you guys, you guys start connecting through DM. At what point do you find out like where he lives? Is this even a relationship that can be He was in LA possible? at the time, which was great. So he was living in LA because he was doing Mike's house. So he was there doing that and um, we went on a date and he was living there for a while and then, you know, we kind of got to talking and I was like, I guess I'm moving to Scottsdale because he was getting ready to move back here and so I came and I just was like, this is where I want to be. So. And how long have you guys been together now? A year. Wow. And what? why is he different than the other guys you've dated in your past? You know... When I say this, it sounds so cheesy. You really have to meet him, but he really is so different. He's like the sweetest guy you'll ever meet. He doesn't like get mad or curse. He's just like everything calm. He's like a problem solver. He's very himself. You know, he tells the funniest dad dad jokes. Um, yeah, he's just great. And did he watch your season of The Bachelor? He did. So is that, okay, that's what I want to know. Is it weird when you like, Date someone and you know that they've like watched you on the show, like so you feel like, oh, you already know everything about me. Like we're not like getting to know each other. No, we definitely had a lot of getting to know. Um he he went into it with a fully open mind. He's like, I want to get to know you, like not the girl that was just like shown on TV, which was really cool. And then 
So knowing that you're from a wealthy family, is does that put pressure on him? Not at all. He grew up with his own family stuff and, you know, he has his own business and everything going. So that was never really talked about or an issue or, or anything. It was kind of just like normal for him. Did it? Yeah. Being on the show, though, was your DMs blowing up of guys looking to date you like, oh, Nick doesn't like you. Hey, I would love to take you out because what it was, it was a lot of ex-bachelor guys, too. Really? Really? I could see that. I could see it. Those guys are horny as hell. Soon as they like see the girls that came out, they all just fucking dip in on the new girls because they think it's the end. And I'm like, what about celebs? Did you have any celebs hit you up that you're like they were big bachelor fans or whatever? A lot of athletes. Um, the celebrities that really, you know, were DMing me or messaging me were girls, actresses that were like, You're a queen and I'm like, Oh my god, like who is who is the biggest like bachelor fan to hit you up that's a, a celebrity? There's a lot of them. Like Shay Mitchell came up to me at Coachella and I was like <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Dove Cameron is a big one. She's a fan of mine. A lot of Disney girls love me, like Debbie Ryan. Um, um Matt, Bella Thorne follows me. Madison Beer is a good friend of mine. I mean, it's just it's crazy. I mean, but these girls. I mean, could you have ever pictured that, like, ever, like, let's say eight years ago, that you would be friends with these people? Said hi to me and like knew my name. I, I'll never forget. It. I was at a party and he came up to me. He's like, "Oh, look, Corinne from The Bachelor," and I was like, "Oh, no big deal. I'm gonna go faint in the corner now." <laughs> so I, I missed the name. Who did you say? Mario Lopez was uh, <laughs> nice. Like, got lost in his dimples, did you? I. I just, I was like, wow. No, it's funny about a lot of the Bachelor guys. I've done these events in New York City. They do this event. It's like some charity event once a year in New York City. They're not going to do it this year. But it's all like the Bachelor and a lot of reality TV contestants come. And when you watch the show, you see like the, everyone looks good looking for the most part. I would say 95%. Everyone looks, everyone's great looking on the show because the lighting's perfect. They're wearing tailored suits. They got their best clothes. And then you see them in person like, oh, dude, you're like 5'4". Like, no, you're not. I wasn't really impressed with these dudes in person. Was was who was like of all the bachelor and bachelorette people that you've been around? Who is the best? Who would you say is the best looking person you've seen in person? Though, well, I could tell you who actually actually maybe I shouldn't say. Yeah, keep going. You might as well. <laughs> I was gonna say who actually I was very surprised by the appearance in person who was, was Josh Murray. I think his name was. He was yeah. in okay. Andy's. Andy's. Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember because Amanda was a good friend of mine and I like saw Josh and I was like, oh my God, that guy looks like a mini version of Josh. He looked like, like a little like walking chunk. And I remember Amanda was like, that is Josh. And I was like, or someone, I don't even remember who I was with. They were like, no, that is Josh. And I was like, what? I was so confused. He was so much shorter in person than I thought. It you know what I get a lot? <laughs> I get people that meet me. They're like, you're so small. Like. Because on TV, like, I remember Jimmy Kimmel, when I was talking to him, he's like, I literally thought you were 10 feet tall. Isn't that funny how TV distorts that image of people? Everyone thinks I'm, like, this really, really tall person, and I'm not. I, see, it's funny. I actually seen you in New York before. I think you were coming, you were doing, like, People Magazine, and I saw you, and I was and I was actually like, oh, I, I don't, and not, and not in a bad way, I, I wouldn't have been like, oh, there's Corinne, but I remember seeing it, and I was like, Oh, I think that's her. And uh, but it was just kind of a it was kind of funny, not a bad way. It was like, oh, you, you stood out. There's but uh, who was the best looking person of the Bachelor franchise that you've seen in person? 
guy or a male or a female like the one like don't say amanda because she's your friend the one who's like man this this person really is beautiful becca tilly she is beautiful yeah yeah becca is really pretty like i've seen her in person and like quite a few times actually i think she's just one of the prettiest girls i've ever seen who would you say all right so this this is the last the best bachelorette they've had in your opinion and the worst bachelorette they've had in your opinion Okay, Rachel Lindsay, best bachelorette. Okay. Why, why do you say her? I think she was super just like no BS. Like just, I, I, she's just my favorite person that was the bachelorette. Okay. I think she was awesome. The worst bachelorette or like I should say the worst season for me, the most boring sure. season was honestly Becca Coverins. Okay. Cool. I, I just don't understand it to this day. I have nothing against her. I just I, think it. I didn't watch that very, season. I was I got I got lost after after a little bit. A bachelor a bachelorette trying to be nice. It really does make it like they're them deciding who's going to be like the lead of these shows makes or breaks it. It really does. I, I tell this to other people. Like I was into the picking the bachelor the bachelorette from the previous season i was totally into that and then they threw in like ari from like 15 seasons ago or whatever and then me and my wife were out we were like no we're done this is not fun anymore because we had no connection it was like ari and then becca and then who was after becca even i i I, who the hell knows i i we got done we got done with the excitement of it we watched we watched when you were on (laughs) what am i hearing about a potential stand-up comedy career is that uh, is that something that you're really exploring? Yes, absolutely. So you're doing you're doing it currently, right? You're laughing at me right now, by the way. You're doing spots. I'm. I was doing spots. Well, not now, but yeah, you were. Comedy store. Uh, bringer shows or regular shows? Shows, real shows. Okay. I okay. had my little spots in my shows, and then I headlined at the. Shut the fuck up. And then I headlined <laughs> at the. She's laughing at me. Got got it. What's it called? Sisters keeping it honest over there. Gotta love it. Oh, the improv. I headlined at the improv and I had a whole tour planned out to go everywhere. And then the pandemic happened. And then in July, I was supposed to start up again, start right here in Arizona. And then it just, Arizona blew up and, you know, it's on hold right now. But I did have my first show. It was a huge success. And it was so fun. And I can't wait to just keep doing shows. I, I truly have so much fun. I just put on my comfy clothes, my glasses. I feel like when I put on my my little glasses, it's like my little like like my little like comedy space. Like no one can get to me. I can just be myself and like I'm in here and you're out there and you can't touch me. No, I, I hear I it's I get it. It's uh I feel you. So are you but you know, now obviously you wanna start getting to more of the production scripted. You just want to be creative. It sounds like you just want to have fun, be creative, show off more of your personality. Um, but you're is to have a night show, a late night show. I can just talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. You could do that now. You don't need TV. You could just do it now. That's the coolest part. And I'm sure you're connected enough and you have a built big enough following enough where you could get a brand that could help sponsor it a little bit. Um, but it's just like, obviously you're, you're current. Like you, this is actually something very important to talk about because people get so overwhelmed with social media and saying like, I don't need certain things to like 
do this on social media? And then you feel like, am I not doing enough on social media? Should I just be doing this? And you know, it's really stressful. And I've been in that space where like, I, I had this character who did bachelor commentary. Her name was Ms. O. I wore a wig and she was her own character. And I did like commentary after the shows. And, you know, I was really into her and she got an interview with extra and it was really exciting, but it's like, so stressful when it's just like you're you're constantly thinking like I I should just be doing all this stuff on my own like am I not doing enough am I not giving my followers what they want like it is really hard to be in that space and like I do understand why social media can be so stressful sometimes but that's just a side note for like girls that are struggling like it's totally normal to feel the pressure of social media because you think you can do everything on social media and you should be doing certain things on social media but at the end of the day like certain things really do need to like you're good you're doing good you're doing good just you are doing good i was thinking of social media because we had chad johnson on like months ago what what's your thoughts of his career change his shift in careers i don't know what's going on with him i don't really follow him anymore um i wish him the best i hope he's okay he's apparently making a just a ton of money with this OnlyFans thing. He's like one of the top people on OnlyFans at this point. That's what he told us, and we don't know. Yeah, that, again, this is this is coming from him. Who knows? He's also a pathological liar. <laughs> Let's not forget that. He's also a little bit kooked, but um, that's okay. Wish him the best. He also, I know someone who did advertising for him and his protein, and just, he was like, fuck you, I'm not paying you, and just never paid him. So, I mean, he has some of his own shit, but that's fine. Yeah. I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. No. Nah. 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 It's all right. It's all right. But listen, it's uh, this is about you. You're killing it. It's obviously, it's good to see you. It's good to see you just happy and fun and just with a dude who you just, you know, that just completes you a little bit, you know? And uh, it's, uh, and obviously people can find you at uh, C-O-L-Y mpios on instagram uh be on the lookout for her comedy career coming back out after this pandemic hit up new york and the, and wait, wait in this book what can we expect from this book a lot of good stuff it's, but was funny. It- it's stories about me it's little secrets about the bachelor nothing that i'm not allowed to talk about um but definitely some interesting stuff in there about my time on the show um my time leading up to the show situations i've had after the show businesses that i've have been starting businesses that I've started and didn't work tips and tricks about people and self-help and just a a girl trying to just have a good life. So when can people get their hands on that? I fired my ghostwriter. So I'm writing it myself because I, if you need something done, right, do it your fucking self. Um, and hopefully we will be able to have it sometime early next year. Well, congrats. Thank you. Excited to, excited to see uh, where Corinne goes from here. And I'm, I'm hoping that you get some reality show. I really do. I think that you are a There's- great reality person um, and you've got an interesting life. So I, I will cross my fingers that we see you back on TV very soon. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so closing thoughts, Dax, your thoughts. Your, uh, what, what did you take from that interview? Uh, it was... <laughs> No, it was, it was, it was interesting. I mean, I, I was a big fan of her on that season. She's, she's got an interesting life. Um, I, I kind of want her to do 
more of the like big brother stuff you know like i just think that she's a, a good character to have on tv so i was a little like surprised that that's not what she wants to do that she wants to have like her own reality show i just think it's it's tough this day and age to get your own reality show yeah i mean even if you look up with keeping up with the kardashians like that's not a one person reality show that is seven people or however many there are and their life and all their storylines that make that show so interesting. Yeah, I I think it's hard to hold a reality show by yourself these days. Yeah, she listen, if she you could do like the David Dobrik style where you just vlog content and make money off YouTube and brands will come to you and just make content of you filming yourself. Um but she definitely created a strong personality on TV and it's trans, you know, that audience has kind of came with her to social media. And she's not going to be hurt. Like she's people like her. People enjoy her. And again, yeah. she was never a villain. That's what people she was ridiculous, but she was never a villain. And I think that's why people loved her. And she, you know, she was on the show when what? She was what 24 years old, maybe roughly around that age, which she was acting like every other 24 year old. In my opinion, the, the bachelor, the bachelor and bachelor has too many 24 year olds that tries to act like they have this perfect life. And don't worry, she has a very good life, but it's not. She was like when any real twenty-four-year-old is. So she was cool. You know what? You, you know what I like hearing? I like hearing Adam get nervous asking questions. And when we got onto Bachelor in Paradise, your awkward level went from like a two to a twelve real fast when she started talking about it. Okay. <laughs> and it cracked Can we me talk up. about what happened? <laughs> so. As we were talking, we said we were kind of going in the direction, and there was some shit that happened with her in Bachelor in Paradise. And as we were talking, the publicist hit us up and said, "Hey, can we not talk about it?" And I understand that they're trying to get past. And she had, you know, you could Google what happened to her in Bachelor in Paradise. I don't think they really want to get into it. They're kind of past that. They've spoken about that a lot, understandably so. But I feel like for our audience, we have to really discuss it. And it's just like our our audience expects expects us. us. So it's like rather than get into really specific detail, I'm going to ask questions and try to be respectful of it. And I think we were right. I think so. I just I loved you like uh, uh, um, because it's it is awkward. You like you like how do I ask this question and not look like a douchebag and not piss off the publicist, but not piss off the the celebrity, but ask the question at the end of the day. I think I. You you did it well. I just know you so well that it, that's what's funny for me. <laughs> it was it was really weird. Um, and I didn't know what to do because again, we're that was live. That's kind of like oh yeah. fuck, we're hit with this question now. It's one thing if we were hit with it before the interview. I think we've been ready for that, but it was like oh, but you're already halfway I'm already into halfway it. into it. It's like we can't just skip over it. So we're gonna try to talk about it respectively and just try to find a different angle rather get into the specifics of what happened. But I do think. That it was a big point of reality TV because someone came and honestly, forward. Hearing her like go off about the cast members that turned their back on her, I think she kind of enjoyed saying that. Shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like she looked, she got done saying it. And she's like, oh, "All right, well that felt good getting that off my shoulders." Yeah, so good. For yeah, her. no, it's definitely. Hey, listen, people didn't support her, and I think she wants to put those people on blast. And it was, I remember when that story came out and how crazy of a moment that was because there was so much like, what happened, what's going on. It was a huge story, insane, yep. insane. But uh, 
Thank you for listening. Like and subscribe. That's the best thing you could do for us. That's what really counts for us. We don't do a Patreon or any of that stuff. All you have to do is like and subscribe to the page and leave a review, and we'd appreciate that. And if you leave a review, you can win a prize. Thanks to our friends at Sun River Botanicals. Make sure you follow them on Instagram. You can find me at, at Adam Glynn on social media. You can find Dax Holt at D-A-X-H-O-L-T. And we'll see you guys later. Ahura Media Production.